it's stunning. Like the country is is, is incredible. Like uh, the, the people are super friendly. The the nature is incredible. But it's also like it comes with you know a certain toll that you always go through ups and downs and you question yourself why you, why on earth you're doing this and then a couple of hours later you have the best moments so yeah. um, so far it's been great but ask me in three hours again and I'll probably <laughs> tell you something else <laughs> This is Dawn, a very unlikely ultra cyclist, and you're listening to the Just Bikes podcast from The Metal Set. Stay tuned as I'll be chatting with friends and fellow cyclists about all things bikes. That's ultra, adventure, gravel, mountain biking, and all sorts of type two fun. Hello, everyone. First, Thanks to everyone for your patience. If you're just tuning in, this episode today is a continuation of our Race Around Rwanda series, which I had hoped to do daily from the race, which took place the 4th to the 11th of February. That did not happen. (laughs) But I did finish the race, the car edition. I made it to every checkpoint and back to Kigali, unlike last year when I cycled it and DNF'd at 712 kilometers. This year, I was here for the vibes. While I was in the comfort of a car, those actually competing in the race were cycling 1,000 kilometers, self-supported, including 40% off-road, with about 18,000 meters of elevation gain. The last episode you heard was from the end of day three when my tech woes began. Thankfully, Mark and Ollie rolled into checkpoint three where I was stationed and graciously stepped in to be impromptu guests saving the day. Real life heroes in EF education easy post kit. If you're just tuning in for the first time, please do check out the earlier episodes of the race, which I will link to in the show note for you to listen to. As a refresher, CP3 was 566 kilometers into the race. And at the start of day three, from both dot watching and seeing riders, you could see that fatigue was starting to set in. That said, the setting for CP3 in Kibuye was absolutely stunning. And the 100 kilometers just before the checkpoint from Gisenye was silky smooth tarmac through the Gishwadi Highlands. Last year's edition of the race included a short but sharp off-road section of the Congo Nile Trail out of Gisenye, where I questioned many things, my life choices and the definition of gravel among them. This year, that section had to be removed due to the fact that the off-road turned into no road as it was washed away in a storm thanks to some epic Rwandan rains. So with that in mind, our riders had smooth, albeit steep, and very scenic ride into CP3 with Lake Kivu and tea plantations on their right and volcanoes and tea plantations on their left. Many rolled in and out of CP3 in very, very good spirits. A beer or three may have been consumed by some of the cyclists. I think many were unaware or blissfully ignoring the gravel section that was to follow. 
In the continuation of this race series, this episode centers on CP3 from both day three and four and includes voices and stories from riders as they rest and relax in what Daniel, who you'll hear from in this episode, dubbed Tropical Lake Como. You'll also hear from volunteers Giselle and Olivier, as well as Higo, who was working at the hotel and was super helpful and happy to see all of the cyclists roll in. In the next couple of episodes, which I'm aiming to release this week, you'll hear those at the finish line about the remainder of the race, as well as some behind the scenes voices. I'll also share some thoughts as well about being on the other side of things this year and what I really think of this year's race. It left me with a lot of questions. One question, however, I did ask in this episode is why are there so many doctors on the race? (laughs) A couple of notes as well. The first voice you hear is Yuri, Cap 5, who we caught up with on the road out of Gesenye. Another editor's note is when Higo talks about the driver around the race leader, Kenneth Correa. Note that it was a driver for the filmmaker who was following him for Team Amani, a video that is now live and linked to in the show notes as well. Without further ado, here's some stories from CP3 on day three and four of the race around Rwanda. A big thank you to everyone who shared their stories with me, and I hope you stay tuned as I publish the remainder of the stories from the race this week. Enjoy! What's your cap number? Cap number five. Cap number five. Yeah. So did you stay in uh, Giseni last night? Yeah, like just before Giseni, we checked, uh, we get the hotel. And yeah, we trying to pass the the worst uh, gravel section yeah. before Giseni, which happened like at night. Yeah. And now we are like a going going on <laughs> <laughs> i was like i did the congo and trail last year like okay. that section and i rode a lot of this in the dark so it's very interesting to see it but i i can't remember all being that steep yeah it is yeah 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 you're on the right bike for a lot of this though well maybe not yeah, this part like yesterday descent at night was crazy like my partner on the gravel bike was wasn't that happy yeah <laughs> and you oh you've got suspension too yeah yeah yeah. It's slowing, it's slower a little bit on the asphalt, but in terrain and gravel is comfortable. <laughs> It'll be good tomorrow. Yeah. Are you you're planning to go to Kabuya right, right now? And then at are the you, checkpoint? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then, and then what after? We would like to go f- as far as possible. Like the 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 plantages would yeah. be nice. Like before the national park, before the rainforest. We would like to stay there, but it's like, I don't know, 170, something like that. And it's too late, so we will see. Yeah. Anyways, keep going. Well done. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. See you. So, hello. Tell me your name and where you're from. Hello. Oliver Böhmer, my name. I'm from Germany. And um, this is day three now. We're at checkpoint three. You reached today. Where did you ride from this morning? Um, I started in uh, Giseni. Giseni. 100 kilometers from here. And uh, you had a bit of an accident, right? On the yeah, last night, I um, it was a descent. Um, the last part to reach Giseni. It was a um, hard uh, gravel section, and there was um, yeah, a pothole, and uh, I was very slow 
and my front tire got stuck in it and I yeah, fall and you see it in my face. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think there's only uh, superficial wounds. So yeah, yeah. I can uh, move on. And is that a professional opinion? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a physician, so I could uh, yeah, treat myself. And tell me, there are many, many, many doctors on this race. Why do you think that is? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I think, um, yeah, it's um, you must be tough in in your um, um, occupation, yeah, in your job, and um, so it's a good, um, yeah, sport for uh, relaxing and <laughs> doing. Um, oh, we we have to. No, no, we don't. Because you call this. No, no, no. No, I think yeah, you have to be um, tough. And, yeah. Um, Sleep deprivation, you get it in the yes. so uh, you're used to it. So doctors are well-versed for this type of, they're prepared already. So you just said, though, you said, this is relaxing, so just... Uh, okay. Which not, not, here, relaxing. not here in Rana, but normally yeah. um, cycling could be relaxing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Have you done other ultra races? No, first one. Oh, wow. Well, this is a tough one. Yeah. Are you finding it relaxing, though? No, it's not, no, no. Yeah, I asked myself why I started uh, in runner with ultra cycling. Yeah. But I mean, look at this view that we have here now. Yeah, it's amazing. All right. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to share with anyone about Rwanda or the race? Best uh, wishes to uh, my family and friends at home. Uh, so, yeah, You have to come here and uh, do it on your own. Amazing. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks. My name is Zahiro Prince. And you were working here, right, at yes. Checkpoint 3. So you said today there were a lot of cyclists that came through today, but not so many yesterday. Someone came by. Who is the, the first rider, Kenneth? So I heard uh, she is, uh, I mean, he is a cyclist from Kenya. Yeah. And uh, I heard some side stories saying that uh, he started uh, cycling from the day before yesterday yeah from 4 a.m and uh yes i was so astonished and uh, the day uh, he arrived here the time he arrived uh he took food and i saw like he he, he was uh, somehow tired and uh, the driver was also there and he was like this guy is going and i had some sad stories uh, saying that from 4 a.m. till then, he hasn't even taken up. And Kenneth arrived the, uh, at the place uh, around 10. Yeah. Few, few minutes. But the driver is also on an endurance race. <laughs> it's so fast. And the driver was, see this guy there. <laughs> oh, wow. And so you've seen everybody come through today. For today, I saw at least uh, many cyclists comparably to the day before today. yeah and uh, as you told me uh, maybe tomorrow you're expecting more of them that's right yeah yes. well you've been for such a wonderful help and support to everyone that's showing well, up today I'm, I'm planning to stay over time so that i can see many of you guys coming uh, i've had uh, the, the other cyclists so coming uh, over like in the midnight yeah yeah and i i have heard but i haven't seen them coming so i'm planning to to come home from break anyway. See them coming. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>
Hi, my name is Alma. I'm uh, from the Netherlands, Amsterdam. Uh, cap number is 58. Yeah. Riding this uh, race as a pair. Uh, yeah. And where did you guys set off from today? We started this morning at uh, checkpoint two. Uh, yeah, we made it to checkpoint three. So it was according to plan still. Yeah. And how was the ride today? You guys mentioned you got caught in rain. Yeah, we did get a bit of rain in the morning. Um, so we tried to look for this little shelter along this house. <laughs> and then actually the owner of the house, which was quite a simple house, yeah. <laughs> say, uh, he showed up and said, oh, come in, come in. And he just grabbed our bikes, put the bikes inside as well. We were just sat on a, on a chair. And then, uh, yeah, that was it. We stayed there for, I think, half an hour. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was really nice. And then it got a little bit less to rain, so we decided to... You just, decided to crack on. Nice inside view. Yeah. And what was, um, what was the route like today? So you had a bit of gravel and then also... Yeah. Then... Quite a bit of tarmac today. Mm, we had some gravel, some difficult parts, but not as difficult as the second day. I think the second day was much more uh, technical in terms of gravel. Yeah. So today, I think it was more about the climbing. I think a lot of people seem to be in very good spirits to be showing up after <laughs> yesterday compared to yesterday. Yeah, I think the finish of yesterday was was pretty, well, relentless. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. And you guys are staying here today, yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah, we're staying here in the hotel. And what time do you think you're going to set off in the morning? Because there's quite a big climb and gravel section. Yeah. Uh yeah, we've been getting up at five, which has been quite nice to get yeah. some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so we might do a bit earlier, but we have to decide on that. But right. Probably try to leave at around six. Yeah. Is the race meeting your expectations so far? Well, maybe beyond. I think the views and, and how beautiful this country is, I, uh, it's more than I could have imagined. Yeah. yeah it's really insane. And I have to ask you, just because we were talking about it, there are many doctors <laughs> on this race, and you too. Or a doctor, and you have a PhD, you're a medical doctor and a PhD. Why do you think there's so many doctors on this race? Yeah, well, maybe certain types of doctors look a little bit of like adventure mm -hmm. and like to have some adrenaline, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's all doctors, but definitely some some well now I'm dying to know who's the doctor, which type of doctor wouldn't be caught on an ultra race. <laughs> Honest, I think probably a neur neurologist <laughs> and internal medicine doctors. A little bit less likely. <laughs> I'm curious now why. <laughs> yeah, usually more of the type that is not super impulsive and likes to right. think about things and really likes to have everything under control. Whereas, yeah, oh, well, I'm doing general surgery, so yeah. I feel like all my colleagues also kind of like to make quick decisions and have to, don't, yeah. Yeah, quite impatient as well yeah. and just go for it and don't overthink it. Just yeah. make a decision and we'll see what. Oh, great. Well, I hope, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest here tonight. And yeah, yeah it's not a bad place to land. Yeah, when you. <laughs> and I hope you have a good ride in the morning. And yeah. thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> All right, my name is Rebecca, Rebecca Grutz, very Dutch last name, um, cap number 48. And you're doing this as a pair, correct? Yes, I do it together with Elodie, Elodie Dupré uh, from Belgium. So uh, together, yeah. So you guys just got to CP3 
three this morning. Congrats. How do you feel? Yeah, quite good, actually. It was a beautiful morning. We cycled like when the sun was rising in Lake Kivu. So it was a really beautiful morning to start. So yeah, we're actually quite good. We're still kind of waking up, to be honest. So <laughs> happy to have a little break and a little coffee. So yeah. And how far did you ride this morning? Where did you stay? We stayed at Bumba. It's like on top of the really big hill, 30 kilometers just before this checkpoint. Um, because yesterday it was already quite dark and we actually wanted to see like the views and come come in. So uh, we were done for the day yesterday and we arrived at such a nice place with like a little campfire. He made a bonfire and like warm water he warmed for us and like food. It was really, really nice. Yeah. I think we're going to have to find out what, what hotel that is because I remember last year a lot of people were struggling to find places along there. That sounds absolutely luxurious. Um, how's the race been overall for you so far? Yeah, it was actually, I think the first two days were quite uh, tough. I think also the body was getting used to it. So before this, I never did longer than 140 kilometers, I think, on a bike. So I think especially... Day one, my body was just like, my legs were fine, but like my hands and the rest of my body was just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Um, but yeah, I think it's also a bit finding comfort in, in discomfort and kind of getting used to it. And I have a very great pacer, like Elodie is a, a great pacer. So I normally just go too fast and then tire myself out. I think that's why it's great to go as a pair. Like she really paces me. So yeah. And Forgive me if I'm mistaken, but you did live in Rwanda at some point, right? And did you take up cycling here? Yeah, actually, well, I'm from the Netherlands, so, like, of course, we cycle, but it's mostly to commute. So before I moved to Rwanda, I really was like, why would you even do it for fun? It's like a, transfer, a means of transport. But then here, we actually moved on the same day to Rwanda. Uh, we didn't know each other, but then um, it was COVID times that we both moved, so there was not that much to do. Uh, bars were closed, everything was closed. So cycling was kind of a way to get out, be social. And it was a really nice community as well to, um, yeah, to, to get into. And yeah, I must say, I love the hills to cycle because you get such, so much reward coming up and that. So. so you must have seen the country from living here, but now you're seeing it through this race. Is there anything you've learned that you didn't know already or any kind of discovery <laughs> that you found on the race that you wouldn't have kind of captured otherwise or, or discovered otherwise? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Maybe I like start to appreciate chapati less and less because I ate so much, so much of it. Uh, but I think it amazes me every time how friendly Rwandans are and like how encouraging they are. Like everywhere you go, everyone is like, kumara, kumara, which means like courage. Um, so I think that amazes me every time. Yeah. So you guys, what is your plan from here today? Uh, we will go to Nungwe first. So at the start, we'll sleep there and then tomorrow morning we'll have the very big hill for breakfast. And uh, then uh, go to CP4, sleep there. And then on Friday morning, we want to leave very early because LED actually has a flight on a Friday night. So this is our deadline. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's our plan for now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys look like you're in really good spirits. Everybody's been arriving to the checkpoint in very, very, very good spirits. So yeah, thank you. Is there anything else you want to say about the race that people you want people to know? 
Yeah, do it. Just sign up as a pair. I think it's actually really nice as experience as well as friends to to do this, to share it. And yeah, we really have a lot of fun. Also, bring a speaker. We actually have a speaker with us and it really fuels us up the hills. So <laughs> speaker and peanut butter are my uh, my go-to thing. So speaker that I would recommend. Yeah, <laughs> I think one of the teams here, actually, who's here this morning, they have a... They share AirPods, so they listen to the same music. That is so cute. Yeah. No, we just blast out. I think it's quite like common here for people on a bike sometimes to have their phone with yeah. music, so no one actually is watching us. So we just have this list of like really awful tunes that we're playing, and uh, that really helps us gang up the hills. So recommendable. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Good. Yeah, have a great rest of your race. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> So my name is uh, Elodie and I am from Belgium uh, and I'm a pair with Rebecca from the Netherlands. So I just asked Rebecca some of these questions, but I want to hear your perspective as well. How has how are you, first of all? How is everything going so far in the race for you? Yeah, very well. Um, it, it has been somehow tough, but at the same time, very fun and the views are very beautiful um, and we laughed a lot. So we're having a lot of fun, actually. It's very nice. And so you guys actually moved to Rwanda on the exact same day. And were you a cyclist before you arrived here as well? Or did you take up uh, cycling here? So I was cycling a little bit, only for a few months. A few months before I uh, arrived, I bought a bike. Um, but we really started cycling a lot when, when we arrived here. So we both arrived, I think, on the 3rd of October 2020 or something. And we arrived in the same house accidentally uh, at the same day. So... And we started cycling together. So that was very nice. So how did you guys decide? Because you're no longer living in Rwanda now, are you? No, we're not. I moved back uh, one and a half years ago, I think. Is it nice to be back? Is it nice to be back for the race and see it in this way? Yeah, it's very nice, actually, because I think if you wouldn't have done the race, it might have taken a bit longer. Um, and also the projects I did for work, it was nice to like pass by and see what had happened, uh, to see friends again as well. Uh, and it's just a very beautiful place, so it's very nice to be back. And what was your decision, what was behind your decision for you guys to do this race together? Because <laughs> you can always come back and visit and ride your bike around, but why, why, why the race and, and why as a pair? Well, it was actually Rebecca. I don't know what she told me. <laughs> um, so I've I've done a few races. Um, I wouldn't call myself a racer. I like to just tour and travel. And it's not always easy to find someone to do it with. So that's why I like to sign up because you see the same people over. Um, at least you're not doing it completely alone. Um, but this time with Rebecca, we said like, okay, let's, uh, let's do the race around Rwanda. I was a bit doubtful. Because last year, all of my holiday went to cycling and <laughs> I'm ready for a beach holiday right now. But uh, no, I'm very happy we did. And uh, it has been very fun so far. And I think as well, signing up as a pair is not always easy. So uh, you need to be very sure is maybe not the right word, but you need to know each other well to, to know if it's going to work. Because I have a lot of friends that I know it wouldn't work with. Um, but we get along very well. So that's very nice. Yeah. I've, I have to say, all of the pairs that I've seen on the team, ev or seen on the race, everyone is very happy. And this is an extreme stressor when it comes to any kind of relationship or friendship or <laughs> anything else. Um, but yeah, everyone seems to be in really, really good spirits. Yeah, I think also if you, at least for us, it's 
planned in advance how much we want to do. And I think we, it's until now, it's very feasible every day. So it's a good amount. So our days are still long, but we also have like time to have a nice lunch, to enjoy. So I think that's important as well, because once you start to be tired, that's when like you start to get a bit difficult, I guess. Get hangry. Yeah, exactly. Hangry and tired, but uh, we haven't gone to that stage yet. So that's good. Let's hope it stays like this. The race, yeah. Um, I asked Rebecca this. So you've lived here, and obviously you've cycled here, and you know the country. But seeing the the country in this way, have you learned anything or discovered anything that you probably wouldn't have done before? I most of the course I actually already did a few times uh, because there is also. Um, they also did the Beyond Tour. So the first time, the first year I was here, I did it on my race bike. Yeah. Uh, so not the off-road parts. And then in 22, I was actually starting to race, but I put myself a very hard, hard time cut. And after one day, I just rode home. So I quit, actually. So I something, a new perspective. Not really, just maybe coming back, you see the development as well, like new buildings popping up, cities changing. So I guess those things, yeah, I would love to come back in five years because I think Rwanda is changing quickly. So, yeah. and the new roads, there are a lot of new roads as well. Have you guys had any uh, mechanicals or any kind of big issues on the race or has it been pretty good so far? No, it's been uh, pretty good. Let's hope, let's not <laughs> it stays like this because it's always dangerous to say. Uh, no, nothing. Just Rebecca's shifter was blocked a bit with mud, but uh, we just cleaned it and it was okay. That was it. That was all. No big rainstorms or anything. Yes, <laughs> always, always, always. Yeah, we had uh, so yesterday we waited. To, that's also why it took us yesterday a bit longer than expected. We had we thought we would arrive a bit earlier, uh, but it was raining quite a lot in the morning, so we just waited out because if you are already wet in the morning, then. You might stay wet for the rest of the day, so. Well, yeah, I'm excited to follow you guys for the rest of the race. Is there any, anything you'd want people to know about the race or Rwanda or the, or, yeah, any last thoughts? <laughs> I think Rebecca already said it, just sign up. I think Rwanda is just a very beautiful country and within thousand kilometers, you see so many different sceneries. And um, I think also yesterday I told Rebecca, like sometimes you pass a corner and you see a completely different landscape. So there are a lot of surprises around each corner. And although it's very hard, it's very rewarding. So yeah, it's very beautiful. Well, I'm excited to follow you guys. Yeah, for the rest of it. And ride strong and have a great ride. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you. Hi, my name is Giselle Nkuzge, and I'm from Kigali, Rwanda. And you're a volunteer here at Race Around Rwanda, correct? Yes. And you're at CP3? Yes, please. Describe how it's been being a volunteer here at CP3. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's been a good experience to me because I get opportunity to meet with different people from different backgrounds. And of course, uh, CP3 is where they, like, the riders arrive when they are very tired. So it's been our responsibilities and duties to make sure that they get like services they need, especially for rooms and for food. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this isn't your first year volunteering with Race Around Rwanda, is it? No, it's not the first. It's like fifth or fourth. And how did you come to volunteer with Race Around Rwanda? Yeah, I just met the organizers at school. 
when they came for like uh, teaching us about team building and everything. So that's when we connected and then we kept in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Has there been any memorable stories from this year's race? Anyone showing up? <laughs> I would say uh, sometimes people meet with challenges. Mm -hmm. And what I would say is that uh, one of the writers yesterday, last night, his, his bike had an issue and he couldn't move. And then he had to call me. He first called the organizer and then he had to call me after for like looking if we can get a taxi for him and it was so late and we couldn't like get a taxi at that time but in our minds we said that let us at, at least maybe call for the police to make sure that he's safe and everything and finally the police uh, helped him to to look for a taxi and now he's safe and like even though he didn't finish the yeah. race but at least he managed to get the service he wanted yeah, no, you guys are doing such a good job. You're such a welcoming uh, group of people, you and Oliver, who I'm going to speak to. Um, what would you say to anyone thinking about doing the race around Rwanda? Yeah, I would say that uh, the country itself is nice, it's safe, and it has different uh, touristic attractions. Even though you are coming for rest, but at least you also, it's an adventure. Like you, 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 go, you get time to enjoy and to have fun. Yeah. yeah. Will we see you again next year volunteering at Race Around Rwanda? Yeah, I hope so. Great. And is there any last words you want people to know or think or anything? Uh, I would say come to Rwanda. We oh, we are always like welcoming, and we also have a lot of things to show you in Rwanda. And it's nice. Also, you can even invest if you like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so we are all always like ready to help. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, Hi, my name is Daniel. My number is twenty-two, and where I'm from. I'm from originally from Germany, small town in the Alps. But where are you living? <laughs> and I live in Dubai. That's right. Ten years now. So another, I didn't think there would be any other Dubaians here today. So when I saw your name, which didn't look very Emirati, <laughs> the UAE flag, I was like, oh, there's Daniel. I need to find him. So is this your first race? Um, My first gravel race yes 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 i've done a couple of other races before i used to be in triathlon before and i did a road stage race in europe once which was of similar intensity i would say and climbing and stuff but gravel is new to me like i've been doing graveling now only for the past year or so and um when you say gravel do you think this race is gravel <laughs> yeah i think overall i think Definitely. Like, uh, I know there are people complaining about it being too rough, but I think that's part of the game. I don't know. Like, um, you can't always choose, like, to find exactly the right uh, surface. Um, and things are changing here also on the ongoing basis. And new roads are being built, so they have to always change the route slightly. So I, I get it if it gets bumpier than we wish it would be. And yeah. I'm saying that because Simon actually correct me. The race is now billed as 40% off-road. So, 
putting to rest the debate on whether this is gravel or not. Um, so we're at Checkpoint 3 to this morning. You arrived just a little while ago, had some breakfast. There was quite a lot of cyclists here. You're just charging up and stuff before heading off. Where did you start the race today? So I started at a small motel called Clement, which was 50K before, like between Checkpoint 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. So I did 50K this morning. And now I try to do the tough gravel section now, uh, another 100k to the National Park. Right. And how's the race been overall for you so far? What do you think? It's stunning. Like, the country is is, is incredible. Like, uh, the, the people are super friendly. The, the nature is incredible. But it's also like, it comes with, you know, a certain toll that you always go through ups and downs and you question yourself why why on earth are you doing this? And then a couple of hours later you have the best moments. So yeah. um so far it's been great, but ask me in three hours again and I'll probably <laughs> tell you something else. <laughs> you spoke earlier, you were having a bit of a moment at CP two. Do you wanna share what happened when you arrived there? I have to say people arriving here at CP three have been I don't think I've seen one person not in not in good spirits. It's been a completely different vibe from CP2. And CP2 people arrived a bit happy to be at the CP, but I think after a pretty difficult day. So what happened to you at CP2 or what happened, you know, what, how are you feeling at CP2? Yeah, it was, I think it always depends also like a bit on your own expectations. And I just didn't expect too much from C, between CP1 and CP2. And then it turned out to be... You know, a bit over 200 kilometers, 3,000, I don't know, 300, 500 meters of climbing. It's just a super long day. Like, I'm not that used to spending that many hours in the saddle. Like, it was 14 hours or something for me. And I was just completely empty. And then I slept, woke up in the middle of the night with the shivers and a sprained ankle all of a sudden. And I couldn't explain to myself why I had a sprained ankle. I couldn't walk anymore. And it was raining and pouring down in the morning. And I thought, oh God, like I can't be asked. <laughs> and then, yeah, this is where the self-doubts are coming up then basically. And yeah, I managed them to convince myself, okay, let's have breakfast first and then let's get ready like these baby steps. And then you kind of manage to weasel your way back onto the bike mm-hmm. and then it was in the end an amazing day yesterday like yeah. it really was oh. like the day before yesterday sorry yeah. losing track well that's nice to hear i think sometimes you just need to get some food in your belly and then start moving and everything falls into place why this race for me it for me it's the perfect mid like it, I love the adventure part, but it's, you know, I wouldn't have the guts to go on my own to Rwanda and, and just figure out, like, I'm, I'm really bad with orientation. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to map out a route. And I think you also need local knowledge to really know what trails you can ride on, mm. which ones you can't. So I, I don't really mind the, the competitive side of things, but I just think it's in general for me, the best way to travel is by bike mm-hmm. because you have way more contact with the population than if you drive in a car or even on a motorbike. Yeah. And 
yeah, for me, that semi-controlled environment that people, you know, that you have the guidance where to go and where you can have checkpoints. But all the rest in between is basically up to you. So I quite like that, this approach in the, in the middle, basically. Mm-hmm. Has there been any, like, one standout moment so far in the race you can think of that you're just like, wow, this is amazing or a total highlight? Yeah, apparently I completely missed the volcanoes yesterday. <laughs> like I was shown pictures afterwards. I didn't see them at all. <laughs> so when we were up in the tea plantations, mm. Um, which was pretty as well without the volcanoes. But um, for me, out of all, I would say like Kibo for me blew me away yesterday when I like it was just such a lovely ride along the coast, perfect tarmac, and and it felt like a tropical Lake Como. Like it was like I never expected that, and I met a random. Belgian gentleman in his 60s who was traveling around for three months through Uganda and Kenya. Super nice chat with him. And that gave me willpower again. So that was a, definitely a highlight for me. Oh, nice. Well, super excited to follow the rest of your race and wish you a very strong ride. And we'll see you back in Kigali. Thank you very much. A pleasure, Don. So I'm here with Stephanie. What's your cap number again, Stephanie? I'm number 82. Number 82. Um, and we caught up with Stephanie before. We also caught up with Stephanie on the road. And here we are at CP3. And where did you start today, Stephanie? I started somewhere in between CP2 and CP3 on the hills. And it's a place where I slept with a few other of the participants who decided wisely not to push on to CP3. Um, some did. And wow, I admire that because it was another 55K to get here this morning. So I am relatively fresh, ready for the climb that comes on the gravel. Excellent. And you just had a look at your bike. You were questioning your brake pads, correct? Yes. Yes, my brake pads. Those descents are really something. (laughs) They're unrelenting. So I imagine my brake pads are suffering as much as I am, but actually they're quite stronger. They last longer. (laughs) Now, you have a mountain bike background, enduro riding, correct? And um, you had actually said, I think you're one of the few people who said that they enjoyed the volcano climb. That was so much fun. In the night, you can really get a good perspective for what the rocks look like because they have a shadow behind them from your light, front light. So it makes the technical climbing fun. I mean, you must get your fun where you can on a gravel bike when you come from the mountain bike stuff. You look for technical stuff yeah. to have fun. It's definitely not the endurance or fast rider. Yeah. Life is taste. I love that because everybody, everybody was talking about that section in not so favorable terms. So you're about to do big um, gravel climb. Where are you hoping to get to today? I will get to um, the beginning of the rainforest and take a break there before the next climb. Nice. Yeah. In Um Overall, how's everything been though? How's the race for you been? Like, how has it been for you? I would say it's a positive experience. There's a lot of insights to be gained, especially as a first time yeah. um, ultra cycle. And insights on how to get organized. It's quite an exact science. And I usually take things more, you know, with sentiment instead of with science. <laughs> 
Um, but there is a lot of numbers to go in there, kilometers and calories and nutrition. And it's a lot of planning. So your mind is often absorbed by these things, but other times it just wanders around. And that's the nice part. There's so much to look at. Sometimes I get distracted and I yeah. you know, skip a turn, but then I go back. <laughs> And your brother's on the race as well, and he's, I checked this morning, he was midway through the rainforest, I think. You guys have been in touch? Yes, he's ahead of me, so sometimes he texts me or leaves me voice messages. He's really busy writing, so he's not much into communicating, but he gives me some tips, and I'm happy to know where he is, and uh, he's powering through it. Good for him. Good. Well, we're excited to see you either at the next checkpoint or back in Kigali and have a wonderful ride today. Thank you. Thank you for your smile and for your support. <laughs> I'm Olivier Ruguiro and I'm raised, born here in Rwanda and I'm, 20, I'm 25 years old. Yeah. Great. So you're volunteering. You volunteered last year, correct? Yeah. And you're volunteering again this year for Race Around yes. Rwanda here at CP3. Yes. Has there been a big difference between both races from last year to this year? The difference uh, between last year and this year is uh, last year they were like um, in hurry. Like the first one was uh, was pushing harder yeah. than this year. So this year, is, I don't know what's wrong, but they tried, but this year it's different from last year. I think people are being a bit more social, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've seen anyways. Now, why why did you want to volunteer with Race Around Rwanda? For me, I have many reasons. So the one reason is for... Uh, I volunteer and I gain something and the second one <clears throat> is I I like to volunteer and to help other people and the third one uh, I started to love the cycling so I want to work more and to get more experience maybe one day I can do cycling yeah so you guys have been fantastic help for everyone coming in. Yeah. What's been your favorite moment of this race? Favorite moment? Uh, when there is more people coming. Yeah, it was my favorite moment. Yeah. When you guys are busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to see to see more people coming is make you happy because they are doing great. Yeah. What um what would you say to anyone who is maybe considering doing race around Rwanda? Um I could say they have to come here in Rwanda first to visit there we have beautiful country, mm-hmm. right? And if anyone want to come here to do cycling, anyone she or he will have it. So don't give up. You can come. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is there any anything else you want people to know about Rwanda or the race or being a volunteer? Oh, uh, being a volunteer, I don't know if they can like give someone uh, from abroad to be a volunteer. I don't know about that, but it will be good to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. 
So maybe maybe next year's time we can consider bringing in some volunteers from or other volunteers coming to. Yeah, that would be yeah. great. Yeah, That'd be great. You've been, a tr you've been a tremendous help to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you for speaking with us. Thank you. Thank you. If you like this episode, why not give us a little kudos? Five stars only, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And remember, sharing is caring. Thank you for listening.